Hello again, this is Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctors Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. But I bet you already knew that. Welcome to my third podcast about arthritis. My first two covered osteoarthritis. What causes it and what to do about it. This podcast will focus on the more serious kind of arthritis known as inflammatory arthritis. So... What makes inflammatory arthritis more serious than osteoarthritis? The key is the word inflammatory, which comes from the Latin root words meaning into flames. Now, inflammation in the body involves swelling, as well as many of the other features of flames, including heat, redness, and pain. So the more the inflammation, the more the joints get swollen, red, warm, and painful. There are three main types of inflammatory arthritis that I'm going to cover in this podcast. The first is infectious arthritis. The second is arthritis caused by crystals. And the third is autoimmune arthritis. So, what is infectious arthritis? A joint infected by bacteria is a serious problem. If not treated quickly, infectious arthritis can cause permanent damage to the joint or spread to other parts of the body. The most common symptoms of this type of arthritis is a single joint that becomes swollen red and painful fairly rapidly. Children are especially prone to getting infected joints, particularly in the legs. The infection most commonly comes from the bloodstream with no clear provocation. Since it's a serious problem, any child with a limp not associated with a known injury that lasts more than, say, 30 minutes should be evaluated by a doctor. This symptom is more difficult to identify in infants under a year of age because they often aren't walking yet, and so they don't limp. The symptoms are more subtle. So fever and irritability are the main symptoms, accompanied by increased crying with the movement of the affected limbs. Problems like this are part of the reason that pediatrics is a challenge, but fortunately, it's an uncommon problem. Problems like this are part of what makes pediatrics such a challenge, but fortunately, it's fairly uncommon. Now, adults can get infectious arthritis as well. Younger, healthier people usually get it as a result of a cut or an animal bite that penetrates the joint, although sexually active young adults can get it from gonorrhea a sexually transmitted bacterial infection that can spread to multiple joints. Elderly people with a weaker immune system can get infected joints from the bloodstream, and artificial joints are also prone to infection. The second type of inflammatory arthritis is crystalline arthritis. Now, crystalline arthritis is more common than infectious arthritis. And no, it's not a kind of arthritis that happens to new age people in California who do too much channeling. The most common crystalline arthritis is the one that bears a very unfortunate name, gout. Gout is caused when uric acid, a waste product found in the bloodstream, builds up in the blood and crystallizes in a joint. Oddly, the most common joint affected by gout is the one at the base of the big toe, although gout can occur in the knees, ankles, and joints in the arms as well. The key to identifying gout is that it's extremely painful, and it comes on fairly suddenly. It often looks like an infectious arthritis, but the location 
and the overall health or disability of the individual can be clues to the doctor that gout is the cause, not infection. So what causes the buildup of uric acid that can lead to gout in the first place? Well, some people don't break down uric acid properly in their bloodstream, and so that they build up levels. Certain foods like liver, kidney, and sardines, nothing you will find me eating, contain certain chemicals that, if broken down, cause a rise in the uric acid level. So eating these foods can raise the levels as well. Finally, certain medications and blood conditions can also make the levels go up, predisposing a person to crystal formation in the joint. Now, why does it happen in the big toe? Well, I don't know. But the fact that it does so makes it easier for me to diagnose, so I'm not going to complain. If the diagnosis isn't clear, then the fluid from the joint can be drawn off with a needle and analyzed for crystals or signs of infection, because the two really do look somewhat similar. Now, gout can be treated with medications that reduce inflammation of the joint, and there are also medications that can prevent gout from happening by lowering the levels of uric acid in the blood. Obviously, people with gout should avoid eating sardines and other foods to raise the uric acid levels, and they shouldn't take certain medications. Your doctor can give you more details on all of this. The last kind of inflammatory arthritis I'm going to cover is known as autoimmune arthritis. Autoimmune problems are conditions where parts of the body are attacked by the immune system, which causes harm to those body parts attacked. There are a number of autoimmune diseases that attack the joints. I'm going to touch on two of them, the most common one called rheumatoid arthritis and another one called juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. I'll cover other autoimmune diseases like lupus and other diseases in the future. In rheumatoid arthritis, the joints are swollen and painful, and multiple joints throughout the body are often affected. In rheumatoid arthritis, or RA, multiple joints throughout the body are swollen and painful. Typically, there's the presence of an antibody against the cartilage in the joints, which is known as rheumatoid factor, although some cases of RA happen without the rheumatoid factor. It was initially thought that the rheumatoid factor was the cause of RA, but now it's not so clear. It is, however, believed that the immune system is involved, as drugs that blunt the immune system can improve symptoms significantly. The onset of RA is generally gradual, and it more frequently affects joints further away from the trunk, with the hands and feet bearing the brunt of the pain and swelling. There are cases where RA starts in a single joint, and cases where it starts in other parts of the body, like inflammation in the lungs, But the majority of time, its main focus is in the arms and legs, specifically in the hands and feet. The main early symptom of rheumatoid arthritis is stiffness lasting over an hour in the morning. The swelling of certain joints, such as knuckles at the base of the fingers and the wrist, and swelling in a symmetric pattern are also strongly suggestive of rheumatoid arthritis. The course RA takes in a person can vary widely from slowly progressive, milder disease to a rapidly progressive and severe disease. If left untreated, it can cause severe crippling deformity and pain. In the past, there wasn't much that could be done about RA, and what could be done had significant side effects. But 
recently things have changed dramatically and the development of very effective medications that can significantly reduce symptoms and also slow the progression of the disease have come up. This probably is the most important message I can give about rheumatoid arthritis. Don't leave it be. Get treatment, and not just with the short-term medications like prednisone or anti-inflammatory drugs, but with the newer medications. Go to a rheumatologist. I really think this is over the head of most primary care physicians. It could greatly reduce your pain and disability in the future. Finally, I want to mention just a few things about juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, or JRA. The first thing is that JRA is a totally different disease than RA, obviously affecting children much more than it does adults, but also having a much different pattern in joints that it affects. Unfortunately, it's a much harder disease to treat than rheumatoid arthritis, although a lot of research is being done to find effective treatments. Again, the best advice I can give is to make sure that your child goes to see a doctor who specializes in this type of disease. Aggressive treatments for these terrible diseases can greatly improve the long-term outcome. That's all for this podcast. Next week, I'm going to go on from arthritis and cover another terrible disease that affects children. In fact, that is killing children. Now, don't worry. It'll end up with good news. If you have topics you want me to cover, send them to Doctor at quickanddirtytips.com or you can submit them to me on Twitter at HouseCalledDoc or visit my Facebook page. And don't forget about my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Let me once again remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm.